This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Welcome back to Masters of the Cinematic Universe as we do another Masters class where we re-rate some of the movies that we may have uh, been unfair one way or the other to in the beginning. Like, you know, sometimes we might have gave them too high of a score, sometimes we might not give them enough. So let's like, get them here and figure this shit out. Of course, this is a live Just, and learn episode. Yeah, yeah man. You know? We have the benefit of time and wisdom and, uh, you know, and sometimes... Reps. You wish you could go back and change some things, man. You, you know, and and we have the power to do that here. Yeah, yeah. Now we we did our first ten episodes. This is our next ten episodes, and uh, it starts off with a bang. This is one that I could not wait to do, and it is Star Wars: A New Hope. Um, Doug, you gave Star Wars: A New Hope a four point six out of five, which is yeah, a- and I, I think I'm still kicking myself for that. Ooh. <laughs> what the fuck was I, what the fuck was wrong with me? I don't know. Because damn it, 13-year-old me going to the theater to see this. I had probably the biggest 13-year-old boner. Pull that clip. Pull that clip. (laughs) Two minutes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You're right. I mean, 13-year-old me waiting in line at the Babylon triplex. That's where I saw it. I, I, I... can remember every second of waiting in line with my parents to see this movie. And I'm looking at that score. And granted, the score is a 4.6. We go up to 5. But that's insane to me. That's just, I don't know what I was thinking that night. So it's unacceptable to me. I mean, I don't know what there is. There's not a lot to say, you know, about what this movie meant to me and how it shaped my life going forward. How to this day... Well, you know, again, for those for those not in the know, in our internal chat, I shat on the Mandalorian for quite a bit today. Oh, it's so episode. bad though, it just annoyed the fuck out of me. Now, hold on, um, Joe. You don't get to say it's bad. You haven't. Seen no, it. he does because I agreed with him. He's right. He pointed <laughs> that out today. Just he, you know, I, was- I joked about. I joked about having to go talk to my therapist after this, and yeah. Joe said, "Make sure you bring up the facts." <laughs> you agree with me? <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. I did. I actually did, Joe. What did I ever so say? You know. Okay, she just laughed. She just laughed. She thought it was funny. Did you explain who I was? I mean, she probably no, no, knows no, already. No, no, she know. Joe, trust me, it's therapy. She knows everything about yeah. you. All buddy. right, hell yeah. <laughs> um, since we're talking about before you give the new score, did any of you yeah. watch the new Picard today? I have no. not. No, shush, oh, shush. I have not. Mm. Oh, damn it. I can't wait. That final scene. That's all I'm going to say. That final scene. Just tell me what you think when you see it. Uh, dude, I will. I have to say that in conversations that Joe and I and the group have had, you know, off air, while I agree with Joe that, that uh, Discovery might be the best Star Trek series ever, this season of Picard, for me, is the best Star Trek series ever. Yeah. Well, season it, one it of just Discovery is, is just the, because is, to of me the, is the best season of Star Trek ever. Because it's the best. I, you call it fan. You might want to call it fan service. It is. Yeah. And I think that's. A, but I I think that in this case that's a negative connotation. It's not just fan service. It's fan service in the best way ever. They did it better than then, anybody's ever done fan. Then service you may ever. really like what uh what I was just saying. Watch. All right. It. Okay. All right. <laughs> Tomorrow. I. God damn it. I'm. Dr- you know, it's just the one time I'm driving up to see my granddaughter where it might not be the thing I want to do the most. <laughs> <laughs> I got to wait till the weekend. God, I, got, anyway. I got goosebumps when it came on, too. I was like, oh. All right. Oh, dude. I can't no, wait. Sure. I'm so excited. All right. So Star Wars, episode four, A New Hope. Right? It meant the world to me. It has shaped my life since that day. 13-year-old me saw it, and it has influenced my life every day. I'm going to be 60 that's 47 fucking years. Okay. This is a 4.8 for me. 
fuck it, a 4.9 for me all day, every day. Yo. Because of what it meant to me. I, you can tear this movie apart. You can tear Star Wars apart for its fucking just like that. And again, it's not even tearing it apart because I think about, God, I, I could go on and I, and I got to control myself. <laughs> but like my dad used to talk about the fact that he would go to the theater in the 30s, right? Or the, the late, yeah, in the, in the 30s. It wasn't the depression, but it, he, my dad grew up poor. The, the, the best time of his life was to go to the movies on a Saturday to the matinee and watch the serials beforehand and watch like Buck Rogers and the space operas. And that's what this was for me. Yeah. And I forget that. And again, and again, today you reminded me, Eric, when I shat, when I shat on, on, on the Mandalorian, what Star Wars is all about. I think you, you, you helped ground me a bit. That's, That's what, what it is. For. It's a fucking space opera. And yes, it's corny. And yes, it's cornball. And yes, it's fucking over the top. But so fucking what? So what? <laughs> and I still have my problems because, again, I talked today about the fact that there's an underlying sinisterness from the fucking mouse coming through. <laughs> but you know what? Fuck the mouse. Merchandise Alorian. I don't care. All right. So in any case, yes, this fucking movie is a 4.9 for me every day of the week. And then Boom. there you go. I went up Beautiful. 0.3. I, I can't go up more this. than that because nothing's getting a five. But Cool Hand Luke and this, the two most seminal movie moments of my life. I love it, man. End of story. All right, go ahead. Now I'll say this about The Mandalorian before we before I move on here. Yep. I know you don't like animation. Yeah. Because of the guy who's sort of in charge of these stories this is getting a lot like an animated show okay which is the clone wars yeah i have had dude you you are like the 10th person who's told me all my yeah. kids and my cousin and everybody's told me just get on the fucking once you get on the boat you'll understand right. why certain things are the way maybe they are. i will maybe i digress I will. so star wars a new hope i gave it a 4.8 out of 5 mm -hmm. it's is it the best Star Wars movie, the no. first one? No, it's not. No. But it is the one that, like, on some cellular level, like, you know, when you're sick, you want your mom's chicken soup. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Like, this is yes. that movie all day long for me, exactly. man. Exactly. So I will move it from a 4.8 to a 4.9 in oh, celebration of yes. that. I have a feeling Joe's not going to move it up. <laughs> well, uh, you know how I feel about about the Star Wars is this kills me. This could have been the movie. This could have been the top movie on our list, and it's not going to happen. But, but it I doesn't it. belong to be the top movie. That's not I love you and I respect you. Um, yeah. He's got to ground us, man. I He's will say he does. He's bringing us down to earth. You're absolutely. I, right. I will say I was quite a bit of an asshole to this movie. Um, <laughs> it does have its downsides, but it is a good movie, and I've watched it a lot and. It does have a lot of memorable, memorable moments to me. I mean, I'm not going to like go crazy with this like you guys are, but I will mm -hmm. bring it up to a four from a 3.7. It's very, Thank very you. respectable. I, you, I think you know. I was pissed off when we did it at Star Wars in general, so I gave it a lower score than it deserved. Yeah. <laughs> I, Eric, I think Joe, he's on the bandwagon of me loving him more every time. I yes. just want to keep yes. going. <laughs> kind of a little bit. He's he getting a dopamine hit every time. I love him. But you know, I also worry, give Joe, no fucks. So <laughs> I will always say that. Uh, That's right. true. But see, even now, you saying you give no fucks makes him love you even more. And you <laughs> no, know that's that. Very true. You that's know very that. Because it means even more. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're just getting those sweet dopamine hits like, oh, yeah, Doug loves me. <laughs> Let me get the camera a little better so you can really see me. There we go. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Thank you. So next we have. Rub the nipples. Thank you. Yes. Oh, I didn't need that. I did not. Oh, you did. I just got douche chills. <laughs> it's what happens. I mean, I just got the fucking willies. Like, oh, oh, oh my god. Oh. Mm. Oh. All right, let's move on, please. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, also. <coughs> <clears throat> well, we're talking about animated series that were pretty good that I think you might like. 
Um, there's one called Hit Monkey, which I, I didn't know existed, and it's so fucking good. That rings a bell. Uh, we talked about on JSM, I believe. I was talking to Eric about it. I'm like, I didn't even know this was a Marvel thing. It's a fucking macaque monkey that's a hitman. I forgot that's that they made That's not the monkey a... with the fucking turban, is it? No, he wears like a no, fucking no, suit, a suit. And he's got like sunglasses, and he's got his hair slicked back and fucking guns. So this See, guy... That's like, dude. Well, what happened was there was a guy who was a hitman, like a very like re- reputable hitman. And like he gets in, he's in Japan and he's like fighting with the Yakuza. And then like they chase him to this like mountain hot spring where the monkeys live and they shoot him and he dies in the hot spring. But they also kill all of the monkeys except one. And the one that's left is on now on a vendetta to kill the people who killed like all his family. And the hitman is now a ghost and the, the hitman like travels with him to to, like teach him how to like be a monkey hitman. And he's the oh, hit monkey. Holy fuck, there's some big names in the voice cast. It's so good. Too. And it's, it's very Anakis. Yeah. Skior, oh, fucking Olivia Munn, George Takei. The, yeah, oh, George Takei's great too. And the, um, and it's a very serious cartoon. It's it's not like funny at all. It's extremely serious. And it's very anime, almost like invincible animation styles. I think you'd enjoy it. So you mean it's not like the old, the very old spy show I used to watch called Lancelot Link? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> You guys even know what that um, is? No, no, absolutely oh, not. Oh, dude. Lancelot Link was where they took the actual chimpanzees and they dressed them in clothes and made oh, them no. talk. <laughs> oh, no. You have to. It's Lancelot Link's secret agent. Or also, like just that. watching a monkey viciously kill people is amazing. That's yeah. got to be pretty cool. I think it's, I could get into that. You should, like you should give it a shot. Uh... It's on, oh, no, that's it's on Hulu. It's only one season, too. Like, it's pretty quick. Okay. <clears throat> Third, like, right. like less than 30 minute episodes there's only 10 of them yep alright the show sounds like the out. beginning of Nope like with the fucking the monkey and the, the whole thing alright uh, next we have the first movie anyone ever gave a perfect score to and that is Idiocracy yeah uh, Doug you gave Idiocracy a 3.8 did I? you did yeah, holy fuck. Yeah, you guys hated no. this movie for some reason yeah, this is also a fucking. I don't know. Maybe was I mad at you then? George is in Florida, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might have been angry that night. Maybe, but this movie has electrolytes. I think this we were movie. both mad at how happy Joe was. <laughs> I think so. I yeah. think so. Because I know. Here's the thing. I know because Joe hosted. He didn't go first with the ratings, so it's not like I gave it a three point eight to bring the five down. No, no, it wasn't spite. It wasn't that. I just, but I don't understand what my, what was up my ass that night because I did this movie. Mm-hmm. I, it's another movie that I quote all the time. So I, a 3.8 is completely unfair. It's a 4.1 for me. I mean, there's, yeah. there's no question about it. I don't know what was wrong with me that night. And I apologize for that. How's it represent North Carolina? Stand up. <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. I am I am in the same boat as as Doug because they gave it a low score, gave it a three point five, and I can't really put my finger on why that is. Um, especially because this movie gets more topical with every passing year. Oh God, it's like a real life. <laughs> so yeah, I gotta I gotta give it a four out of five. It's fuck yeah, mm. it's a cult classic. You know what I mean? It's not a perfect movie, and I remember us talking about like how some of the VFX are a little half baked and shit. Oh yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really detract all that much uh this this is by far one of the movies i quote more than anything ever i love it i love that the smartest guy in the world's name is joe like i mean (laughs) this is what all right now i remember why we gave it a little score (laughs) (laughs) just the stupidity of the jokes but they're brilliant stupidity like they're not the jokes aren't stupid just the people who the jokes are on are stupid yeah, no, it's very smartly written script, man. And like, I and I found out so many other things are prequels to this movie that I've come to accept in life, like Wally. Wally is a prequel to Idiocracy. <laughs> um, so I don't know. A sequel though? It could be. But the people that left Earth and Wally. And they were all yeah. fat and dumb and lazy. That's true. Um, so I don't know. I I really fucking uh I really fucking love this movie. Like, um, can I go up from a five? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe, you can't. All right. Only, only, only Sam has that power on our show. I think I'm going to stick with the five then, I guess. Because, uh, yeah, this is, to me, this is like, this is what a movie should be. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. 
There you go. <laughs> Why do you keep saying that? Because they pay me, dumbass. <laughs> Maybe you're the smartest person in the world. <laughs> I ain't never seen no plant grow out of a toilet. See, are you sure you're not the smartest guy in the world? <laughs> it's got electrolytes. It's got electrolytes. <laughs> All right, next we have Shaun of the Dead classic dad yes i hosted this one uh with guest host tim christ definitely a relation my oldest son tim it's his favorite movie of all time and it's one of my favorites of all time too um it was probably the first movie that tim and i bonded over you know what i mean like as quote adults he was young when it came out but it was his first adult movie it was the first r-rated movie i would think and it, it meant and means so much to him. I mean, and just to keep it simple, I gave it a 4.8. I can't go up and I won't go down. And that's exactly go. where I'm staying. I mean, it's just, it's just got everything. I mean, it's Edgar Wright. And, and I have, you know, as we've frequently talked about, I've gotten down on my knees and blown Edgar Wright multiple times. Um, you know, most recently with baby driver. And this one is the same. It was his first big feature film. And it was fucking great. The goddamn thing is great. So four point eight. I uh, I love this movie too. And and as you guys know, I'm a huge horror movie guy. Um, this seemed like like you got horror parody movies before this, but this felt like the first one that was genuinely made for horror fans. Like yes. there was so much reverence for you know just little Easter eggs and and. Uh, this was not like scary movie. You know what I mean? Like this was, this, this came from a place of love and it's just so well done. Um, Shaun of the dead. I gave it a 4.5. I, I'm feeling generous, man. I, gotta, I think I got to give it a 4.7. It's that I good. I love it. I fucking love it. I, uh, I did quite enjoy this movie. I, really good. And um, I'm just going to keep, you know, doing this until you stop laughing. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna stick with my score on this. Um, okay, I think it's a fair. decent score to start with, and oh, definitely, it's right where it should be. So I'll leave it at the four point three. All right, cool. And listen, just for for the audience, right? So we, you know, we've got spreadsheets galore, right? And we've kept track of everything uh, as far as the original ratings go. And if you look at, I, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna go back to our regular ratings, right? If you look at the average rating that each of us have given for every movie we've ever done, right? I'm kind of generous. I give I, I, my average is a 4.05. Eric's is a 4.01, and Joe's is a, is a 3.98. So these scores, even for, for this movie specifically, but in general, are very accurate. I mean, Joe tends to score movies lower than than Eric does, and then I score movies higher than even Eric does. So. You know, it makes sense. This is all jiving. So this is very cool. This is this is why we're having fun doing this, folks, is because it's it's definitely representative of us and uh, we enjoy it. So, all right. Anyway, we do enjoy it. You know what else? I enjoy this next movie, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. This is the best Star Wars movie. I was literally going to say that, but it has a lower score than the first one. (laughs) It does. It does. Well, it's because um, I just raised my score on the last one, the, first, the other one, and both <laughs> so, of you yeah. did too. So, Doug, you gave Empire a four point six. Right. So, on a logical level, right? Given that again, so so nineteen eighty now, right? So I'm I'm kind of, I'm driving now, right? I'm driving. So I went to see this with friends as opposed to my parents because I was able to go out and be free. But it's still, it's not the first movie. It's mm-hmm. not a new hope for me. I had to give it a 4.6, but I because I upped that you know, to a 4.9, I've got to give this a 4.7, so I'm going up a decimal point with this, just because, just because. I won't give it a 4.9 because of everything the first one meant to me. Because again, I mean, I re- not only do I remember waiting online for a new hope, right, with my parents, I remember the entire period of time before the movie came out, 
watching TV just to wait for the next fucking trailer, for that same trailer, because you only got one trailer back mm-hmm. then, waiting for that same trailer to come on again, not caring what I was watching, waiting until that trailer came on. We were sort of jaded when Empire Strikes Back came out. So, yeah, right? That said 4.7. You kind of read my fucking mind because... <laughs> I mean, you know, Empire Strikes Back is a superior film to A New Hope, but if I had my druthers, man, a lot of times I'm picking A New Hope just for the same reasons you are, man. Like it just, it may not be logical, um, Mm -hmm. but Empire is going to get a lower score from me too. And I think I'm going to do the same exact move that you did where I'll give it a 4.8 from a 4.7, which is what I gave it originally. Yep. But it's not going to be a 4.9 like New Hope is. All right. I get it. I get it. I think this is the best one of all the Star Wars movies. Um, I'm going to stick with my score where it's at. I don't, I don't think it's bad okay. or good. I, 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 <clears throat> I, I think it's the best of the Star Wars to me. So I think she get the best of the Star Wars scores. <laughs> well, you want to know? That ties it with the first one. Yeah, 4.6. 4.6 for, for both movies. And I think that's fair. I think that's where they belong. So definitely. All right, cool. All right. Next we got Jim Carrey uh, in the mask. Somebody stop me. <laughs> Smokey. Yeah. Uh, Doug, you gave this a four out of five. I did. I did. And this movie uh, was, we had guest hosts. Yep. We had Kyle McIntyre and Brian Gower from the Tone Jerks. Uh, it was our only two guest host episode. Yeah, so far it was fun, and we we had the best fucking time. I think Brian Brian actually picked this movie as a joke more than anything. Like, because I don't <laughs> even think he had seen this in a while. None of us had. Yeah, well, at least it, I hadn't. It was for him just like an exercise and like let's watch this again. Yeah, like, let's be as like irreverent and stupid as possible. Let's pick this movie, and I'll tell you what, I hosted this movie. <laughs> I you know I ran this movie and. <clears throat> That son of a bitch holds up. Yeah. 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 That movie was rock solid. The jokes are still there. It was not, you would think from, you know, for a movie from the nineties, it might've been a little too much, but it wasn't, you know, I mean, there's some, there's some stuff in there that, that wouldn't fly today, but nothing crazy. Hold on a second. What about that? <laughs> Wait, I'm going to try my vicious swat. Wait a minute. Am I, am I I'm going to dip my baguette in your vicious swat. <laughs> you, I think oh, you're yeah, forgetting the vicious swat. Right. I think you're forgetting the scene where he makes balloon animals and he pulls a used condom out of his pocket. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I think, our, I think our hesitancy with that was the fact that it was kind of marketed as a kid's movie. And it was totally. definitely not a kid's movie. Totally, totally. But somebody pulling a condom out of their pocket today would still fly to me. It's not. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, you're right. I think I think our our beef with it was the fact that it was kind of marketed as a kid's movie because of the, the afterwards there was the cartoon for kids mm-hmm. and everything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that I get. It definitely wasn't a kid's movie. It was... The not so overt Bugs Bunny, like Bugs Bunny had, d- you know, double entendre and innuendo till the cows came home. Yeah. But us kids never got it. With a mask, it sort of was the the lowbrow version of that. Well, the mask is the closest movie I can think of to uh, the Ninja Turtles phenomenon, where it was yes. a, a super violent comic book first, like the mask was, and, yeah. and Ninja Turtles, and then that got adapted. And the movie was like this weird middle ground of like sort of for kids, but sort of not. Yes. And, and then the cartoons were just full on, you know, by the toys. Like this has nothing to do with the movie. It's just all kids. Okay. So yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's definitely, it's definitely, it reminds me of that. But so, yeah. so your four, are you? My four is staying at a four. Okay. My staying four is staying four. right where it is. It's a it's a rewatchable movie. It's not on a lot, so we don't see it a lot. And I think that's why I was pleasantly pleasantly surprised when we did it because it holds up. The comedy holds up, yeah. and it's a rock solid four for me, definitely. I too gave it a four at the time. Um, fuck, this movie is really good. Yeah, <laughs> I like it's it. really good. I, I think I. I must have mentioned it when we did the episode, but I was at the right age for this movie to be super excited for it. And it was like, it was in that like 
that tsunami of Jim Carrey movies being like, you know, the biggest thing going and he was becoming yeah. a superstar. That guy is so fucking talented. I can't yeah. I can't imagine anybody else in this role and and having this no. movie work. Like I really, you know, I struggle. There's nobody comes to mind. No, I mean, um, we learned that when we did the factoids about it in in that the director and the writer did not expect him to be able to speak with those prosthetic teeth in. Yeah. 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 They wrote the role for him to be mostly silent when he was the mask and he fucking pulled it off. He started talking <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, this opens up a whole new avenue for us. So yes, it's it's Jim Carrey's vehicle from start to finish and he dominates. Yep. Oh, yeah. My name is Cuban Pete. Yeah. <laughs> I danced with you, the Cuban Pete. Dude, I mean, just, it was... Ahead of its time. I'm going to give it a yeah. 4.1. 4.1 from a 4. Yep. Okay. It's got Miami. It's got Cameron Diaz. It's got <laughs> funny. It's got inappropriateness. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking that night given to 3.9. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cuban Pete. Yeah. Um, I really don't know what I, I gave this list for. I'll probably go up right. to a 4.2. It happens. Excellent. Give those extra couple of points for when the mask sodomizes the guy who worked on his car <laughs> oh, <I> know, exactly. <laughs> with a muffler. Exactly. Yes. The muffler, the muffler. Uh. Yep. <laughs> All right. Also speaking of movies with Miami and Cameron Diaz, I need to do um, something about Mary. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. We got to touch dude, on that one. Dude. I want you to do it because I just, we just watched part of that with my daughter, Hannah. She had never seen it. Oh, and the part that she saw included the fucking hair gel, gel yeah. part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we have to do it just so I can retell that story. <laughs> I'm not going to tell it tonight, but th that was the best. Okay. My oh, adult no. daughter, I'm watching this movie. Freaking beans. Exactly. Oh, the, uh, yeah. Freaking beans. Freaking beans. And then like, this, oh, this is my ex-boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend, Brett Favre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know that dude, the actor, I think his name is E.W. Brown. He played Meatloaf. What? Oh, shit. The guy who played Ted. Yeah. He's an actor. I mean, he's a fucking yeah, yeah. actor and he's a good actor. He played Meatloaf in the in the biopic for Meatloaf, plus a, a million other roles where he's like amazing, but he played Ted to the fucking T. So, you know, goodbye, Ted. Um <laughs> so yes, you needed to do that. Was it is here. is Chris Elliott the one that plays the uh Chris Elliott's Noogie. Yeah. Uh, no, Woogie. Woogie. Yeah. He plays Woogie. Oh, yeah, you know, that's Chris Elliott breaking out in the hives yeah. and he is, fucking stealing he his is shoes. He's so good at playing a creep. Yeah. And Matt Dillon. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And, and, oh, and, oh, I can't remember the guy's name with the crutches. Lee, the actor's name is oh, the British the actor fucking, Lee. Like, Lee. Uh, Lee he's the British dude that's like in. Yeah. Real fucking skinny yeah. and nerdy. No, exactly. And he's is it so, Martin? He's so fucking great. I'm the pizza guy. Martin something or. Ah, uh, Lisa. Oh, damn it. Anyway, we yes, please do that, Joe. Put that on the list because yeah, I will. Uh, it's such a great movie. And at the end, it takes place in Providence. That's a Farrelly Brothers joint, well, well, and they're from Providence. The beginning and, does. The 90% of the movies oh, take no, place no, in no, no. But what I mean is there's always a nod. The Farrelly Brothers yeah. always have a nod to their hometowns. You know, like me, myself, and Irene is in Rhode Island, and yep. even Ringers. You know, so the nod is there. There's a restaurant that I've been to in Rhode Island that's it, features in that movie. So, yeah, let's do it. So, anyway, what's the All next right, one? So, next, we got No Country for Old Men. Yes. That was, so, was a good yeah. movie. This movie was our first guest host selected movie. Alex oh. Guaraldi from, mm -hmm. uh, from Copper Sound Pedals. He picked this movie, and I was excited to do it because I was always a fan of it. And he is like a No Country for Old Menophile. Like, he knows everything everything about this movie and, if you're in uh, no country for old menophile do you have to tell your neighbors <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good point i think you might need to report it but um yeah all right so old country for no men uh it's a coen brothers joint and i it's an, another director duo or directors that i will blow any day of the week because their shit don't stink um their genius is on another level to me. Anyway, um, their stuff is amazing. But No Country for Old Men, they didn't write. Cormac McCarthy wrote this. And the cool thing that I learned 
in doing this movie was the fact that it came from Cormac McCarthy's book and much of that script was not changed. That was almost all him and his writing in, in, in the book where this dialogue came from because the Coen brothers are master writers in their own right, you know? So I had already loved it, but learning about it, I loved it even more. And I can't change my score. My, I gave it a 4.7 and it's staying right there for me. I'm sorry, but it has to. Because it, it's a, it's a, it's definitely going to school in film writing for me. Yeah. Man. This, this was another one that I hadn't seen before. <clears throat> we did the episode, which is crazy to me. And of course, you know, you have those movies that it's inexplicable, like why you haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good. Everyone recommends it. It's winning awards. It's just for whatever reason, I haven't gotten to it yet. Um, man, I was fucking delighted to, to have seen this movie. It was goddamn great. Uh, I gave it a 4.6. I'm sorry, man. That's a 4.7 at nice. least. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. <clears throat> Country Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There you go. Josh Brolin. Um, this was Josh Brolin. I, I got to say it. This was Josh Brolin's second coming out party. All right. Josh Brolin was the kid star. Yeah. He was James Brolin's son. He fell into the typical Hollywood brat trap of drugs and boozing and fucking up. And he almost lost his career and he came back. And this was the movie that fucking made him famous. This is the movie that gave him Thanos, even more Thanos was a thought in anyone's head. Yep. That's all I got to say. I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to leave my score where it is. I, I like okay. it. I think it's a pretty decent score to start with. Once I get it. it. Anything's over four is, is good to me. It's just You're not a Western fan anyway, yeah. for the most part, right? I mean, no, I get that. So I respect that score. It's hard. You know? um, yeah. I liked, I liked a lot of the things in this movie. It's just not my type of movie, but I think it's no, a really good movie still. I mean, I just love tension and, you know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'd watch it again. <clears throat> My favorite thing about this movie and what it did for the Coens is that it's the reason Bill Murray made the Garfield live action movie <laughs> because they sent him the script and it was written by a guy named Joel Cohen. And he was like, oh, man, I, I, I love the Coens. I can love the Coens. Yes. Signed. I'm not even going to read it. Like, just exactly. I'm in. Hey, there's yeah. a there's a gay, went, there's, there's a gay <laughs> lawyer there's a gay lawyer in Miami called Marty Cohen. Oh, oh nice. Shit. Wait a minute. There's a lawyer in Miami with a last name of Cohen. Yeah. The funny part <laughs> is, sorry. It, and this is actually a real thing because we like I don't know if it was like a, a per, like it might have just been someone who used to call into the radio show in the morning, um, but in in Spanish the word Marty Cohen means gay. So oh yeah, his name Marty is Marty Cohen. Cohen. He's a gay lawyer. Uh, that does work very well in Miami. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it, I think it might have been a Marty character Cohen. that used to call into one of the morning shows, like, hey, this is Marty Cohen. I'm calling. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God. I grew up with that. That's so, so great. We um, have next on our list the most <laughs> infamous, infamous yes. film in our history on this show. And that is Search and Destroy. Um, this this far and away has been the most universally hated thing we've done. Yes. Um, Doug, you gave it a 2.1. That is your, as as of this episode, as of Search and Destroy, your lowest score. That is my lowest score up till this point. So, a little background on this. All right, this is the second movie picked by a guest host, Todd Novak from the Guitar Knobs. And I purposely wore my Guitar Knobs hoodie in reverence to this movie because it is the most polarizing movie by far in uh, Masters history. So Todd Novak picked this movie. And again, just to give you a little background, the cast in this movie is insane. So Martin Scorsese produced it. He had a bit role in it. We're talking about Christopher Walken. We are talking about uh, John Turturro. We're talking about Griffin Dunn. Um, who, Elena Iliak. I can't remember her name now. Fuck. But the cast is just crazy. And what we determined during the course of this movie was that it is the quintessential 90s Coke-fueled, this is the best idea ever script that was not the best idea ever. Like, that's the way, the best <clears throat> way I could sum this up. When they put this film together, they were coked out of their fucking minds. 
They thought they just went on all night. They were awake all night and probably into the next day talking about how this is the greatest movie ever going to be made. We're going to get this guy and this guy and this guy and this girl and this guy. And it's going to be the fucking best thing ever. And I can't wait till we make it. And then they fucking made it. Yeah. This okay. movie was was Quentin Tarantino on painkillers is what yes. this fucking movie was. And they actually fucking made it. And yeah. I feel awful for the fact that Joe had to host it. <laughs> Joe, not knowing anything about this piece of shit that we're talking about, right? He had to fucking muscle his ass through this thing. He had a not only like we got off. Eric and I got off lucky. All we had to do was watch it once. Yep. Yep, yep. Joe had to watch this multiple times and write notes about it. Dude, you're a fucking rock star. Okay? So I yeah. remember the night we recorded, the 2.1 I gave, I think I bumped it up like at least three decimal points based on the way Todd from the Guitar Knobs defended this movie. Right. I think I even said it that I'm bumping this up just because of the passion that Todd put into defending this movie. You were very, you were very kind. And and I think, I think the way you put it is, you know, you've sort of brought me around on why this movie means so much to you. Exactly. Yes. But you know something? Fuck that passion. (laughs) Todd, I love you. I love the guitar knobs. It's my, one of my favorite podcasts still to this day. It's it's honestly one of the reasons why I'm not, and I'll I'll be fucking dead serious. It's one of the reasons I'm not dead right now. I'm not. I haven't fucking off myself because it pulled me out of a funk that I never want to go to again. But Todd, fuck this fucking movie. <laughs> okay, I love you, brother, but fuck this movie. All right, I gave it a two point one, but it's not even close. <laughs> I'll be honest. We just did Mar- Super Mario Brothers 1993. It's not as bad as that because that movie made me angry. This movie did not make me angry because oh, the made cast angry. is stellar. It did not piss me off. So this is a point nine. Okay, oh. this is a zero point nine. It's not as low as Mario Brothers, but at two point one, what the fuck was I thinking? I don't know. All right, there we go. Go ahead, Eric. I gave it a one point nine, which was also my lowest uh, score. And uh, again, you know, it was that thing of we're a relatively new show. We have a guest on this guest has brought this film to the table. It's like, oh, my God, this is my favorite movie of all time. And that influenced my score because you don't yeah. want to you don't want right. to be insulting necessarily. Exactly. We were too polite. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, God damn, you got to understand, like, this is not good. But no. um. Yeah, it's gonna go way down. It's gonna. I'm. I'll. I'll be kinder than. Okay. Doug, by maybe point one, I'll give it a one Okay. I gotta say, this was our real world moment. MTV yeah. real world. <laughs> Stop being polite and start getting real. <laughs> yeah. We were too polite. We I feel too, like at least at least you and I, Eric, were too fucking polite. No, no, because yeah. I was kind of like the reason I even went with what I did was probably because I didn't want to piss him off. <laughs> But I hate this movie. Like this okay. movie, like yes. offended me, and I oh, had no, to we work know. For exactly. It. This is your Super Mario Brothers, like, like as as yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think I can find much of a movie worse than this for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna go point five. All right, fair enough, man. This this now officially, and I I do agree. This is where it belongs yeah. in a group it's rating as our lowest rated movie. It's a point eight. It is not good. It is a point eight. I, I, dude, I totally agree. Um, like I get angry just hearing the name of it now. (laughs) It's true. It's true. The visceral response that we get from you whenever this comes up, like it, it, and it randomly comes up in many episodes. If you listen to the episodes, it'll randomly come up and you can tell the hatred. Yeah. It's just so bad. Joe, it's like like when I gave, when I gave super Mario brothers a 0.5, Joe was pissed. I could tell. He rea- he reacted viscerally. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Mostly because like, I was like, how is this worse than searching? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It still offends me more. It still offends me because of what they try to get past me. Yeah, that's it? the thing. This thing didn't try to get past anybody. Super Mario Brothers. They try to get this by me, and that's why it offends me. But well, anyway, but I can understand it's that. Two, it's two different kinds of stink we're dealing with here. Like, no, ser- you're right. You're Search and right. destroy. It's like imagine. 
you're watching auditions for a community theater play for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this movie is. That's what this was. Exactly. Super Mario Brothers, the stink of that is like, oh, they pump money into this, like yeah. there's special effects yeah. happening in front of my eyeballs. <laughs> exactly. Different, but Good point. they both Good stink. Point. Yeah. Yep. What, what's the common right. thread? Um, the common thread is just cocaine, I think. Nope. <laughs> no, 100%. Den- Dennis Hopper. Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> Fuck, he was in this. You're right. He was the reverend. Oh, my Fucking God. Hey, you're right. Goddamn, the two. And this <laughs> blows my mind. The two lowest rated movies in Masters history have Dennis Hopper. I said it when we were doing Super Mario Brothers. I said. You're right. You did, dude. I brought it I'm up. I'm so sorry I didn't harp on that. You're, I'm so sorry I didn't jump on that bandwagon. Because one of the greatest actors of my generation is responsible for two of the lo- the two lowest rated movies in the Masters history. I don't yeah, get you, that. You know what I like about Dennis Hopper, though, now having experienced that is like we're all, you know, just talking about our day jobs, what we do. You have days where you're like really on it, man. Like, you know, yes, my my nine to five was on point. I was focused, laser focused. Mm-hmm. I did a really good job. Wednesday rolled around and I phoned it in, man. Like I was, yes. you know, Dennis Hopper did the same thing. Listen to Dennis Hopper act in either of these movies. And you'd be like, whoa, this guy, yeah. he was thinking about like what he was going to eat for dinner. Well, yes. I mean, I don't know if I told the story during Super Mario Brothers, but he told the story afterwards about his son questioning why he did this. And he said, his answer, Dennis Hopper's answer was because you needed shoes. And his son's response was, I didn't need shoes that bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I mean, that that's just, that's it. So, yeah. So, all right. That's, it's definitely where it belongs. I love you, Todd. I love you so much. I do. The Valentinos are one of my favorite bands. And I'm not joking you about that. I love listening to the Valentinos on Spotify. But this movie sucked. I, I love that he loves it. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. I love that he yes, loves. Yes, I love the passion. As movie as movie lovers, we love the passion when it comes to something like that. If you love something, defend it to the end. And Todd has done that. Yeah. Logically and intelligently, he's done that. Listen, it I just... love the movie Repo Man. That's not a yeah, good movie. Exactly. Or... No. Um. All right. Next, we have Ocean's Eleven. Um, <laughs> Ocean's Eleven, the remake of Ocean's Eleven, not the yes original Ocean's Eleven, which is a totally different movie. I yeah. mean, honestly, the ocean, the original Ocean's Eleven, while it's great because the Rat Pack is, yeah, I can't say they're of my generation because they are a generation before me, but they are of my generation because again, I I talked in the past about the four thirty movie yeah. on on ABC, all right, on weekdays from four thirty to six o'clock before the news started, they had the four thirty movie and there was Musical Week, and there was there was Rat Pack Week, and you know, Ocean's Eleven was always on, right. So Ocean's Eleven, this Ocean's Eleven, 2001's Ocean Eleven, is is Danny Ocean and his crew with George Clooney and and Matt Damon and and um the whole I God, I'm losing my mind. Anyway, the whole crew. So I hosted this one because it is again one of my favorite movies. I gave it a 4.0, and I distinctly remember at the time I gave it a 4.0 because after watching it critically during that week, watching it four times, I realized that it's a very it's not a well-made movie. It's not a badly made movie, but there are so many holes in it. It's ridiculous. But now with, you know, with time between that rating and me and me having watched it probably 15 or 20 times since then. So we're talking about a little less than two years, probably at this point, I've, I have to have watched it 15 or 20 times because anytime it's on, I still stop at it. That 4.0 doesn't fly with me. And that now becomes a 4.3 just because it's a stupid, dumb, fun movie and I fucking love it. And that's it. I get that. I gave it a 3.8. Um, it was a fun movie, man. And the cast was awesome. I love Bernie Mac in it. I mean, uh-huh. it was there, yes. was, there was a lot to like about this movie. It was a charming fucking movie. Um, that's the bottom line. You know, you nailed it. That's the word. It's a charming movie. You nailed yeah. it on that fucking head. I mean, there were plot holes and there were, you oh, know, oh. there were instances of like extreme plot convenience and all of that yes. stuff. But, you know, it was it was just fun. I'd I, I bump it up to uh, 3.9. Nice. OK. I don't remember why I gave it the score I gave it. I know it had a lot to do with horse face. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, we had a, we had extensive arguments about that because Erica and I are in the positive camp, and you are way in the negative camp. Oh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I always like this movie though, so like I don't know. Um, I'll probably keep it where it's at just because I don't okay. feel up or down either way about it. I oh, it's a three point nine seven. You can't bump it up to a four. No, it doesn't deserve a four. It actually doesn't. I don't want you to move it because it doesn't deserve a four. Yeah, I like where it's at. All right, cool. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, we 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 round out the original Star Wars trilogy with Return of the Jedi. Uh, Return of the Jedi, Doug, you gave it a four point one out of five. Yeah, that's going to go up just like the last two, just like four and five. Um, I think I was looking at it critically. I do still admit to this day that the Ewoks make me angry. Um, and it's funny because I don't know that I understood that anger until I watched The Mandalorian. Because it's the same shit. It's you know what same. I mean? Yeah. yeah like it's, it's, the the, it's that same fucking space opera stuff that, that those Ewoks were so cartoony, but it doesn't really matter if like, if I can take a step back and just say, Doug, you know, Think about your therapy now. Think about think about how you've learned to be, you know, an okay person. It's okay that they did that to you. It's okay, you know. So, yeah, that's gotta that's gotta go up to a four point four. Like, it's not even a joke. It's not even like a a one decimal point. It's a four point. Fuck it. It's a four point five. There you go. Just because, just because of what that trilogy meant to me. So we th- you think about it really quickly. At the time, that was the last Star Wars movie ever. Mm-hmm. There wasn't going to be none. George Lucas flat out said there wasn't going to be another fucking movie. Okay? So, I had that 1983. I hadn't even met my wife yet. That's how far back we're going. We've been married almost 40 years, but I hadn't met my wife yet. And so that movie, that trilogy meant everything to me. So, yes, 4.4. That's where I am with that. I, I can't. No, I said a 4.5. 4. I said, 5, right? 5, I said fuck yeah. it, a 4.5. Yeah, 5. fuck it. That's <laughs> where I am. Throw it all in. Yep. I gave it a 4.4 4 originally. Um, the least strong of the three original movies, but, you know, it's a different it's a different kind of movie. The Ewoks, it, it felt like it's obviously the most toyetic of the films and, and mm-hmm. all of that. We're like, we get all that. And you could detract from it for those reasons. But um, it also is kind of a cool joke that, like, the teddy bears are cannibals. And, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Good point. there's redeeming qualities. Can I it. go to a 4.6? No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I, I think I'm okay leaving it at a 4.4. 4, okay. um, just because in adulthood, it's the one I revisit the least. Um, yeah because it's probably the one I watched the least as a kid. Um, even though that's kind of weird. Cause that's, that was like the target audience hardcore for that one. But um, yeah, 4.4. 4. I mean, I still love it and mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. You know, the whole job of the hut and all this, like there's stuff about that movie that I fucking adore. So 4.4. 4. Yeah. All right, cool. I don't like this movie. This is a stupid <laughs> yeah. fucking movie. This is why I start. This is where I really dislike, start like disliking star Wars. <laughs> um, I remember uh, RJ was on this episode with us too. Yes, yeah. and I think he was yeah. giving me shit about my low score. So I'm gonna go to what I'm, this is a 3.5 for me. I don't fucking like. Oh, this he's going lower. You son of stupid a stupid ass Ewoks. The spite score. Stupid. I thought stupid we didn't talk about Ewoks. Bruno. Yeah, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. I've been talking to Bruno. I love you, RJ. Yeah, I, I got no issues with Bruno. Yeah, me neither. I just like talking shit. Nah. <laughs> We're just dicks. We can't help but be dicks. At least Joe and I. Eric, I don't think Eric could ever be a dick. No, but Joe no, I can, and I. I can Eric's be too dick. sweet. No, nah, Eric. You know what? You can fucking talk the talk all you want, but you can't be a dick. <laughs> He's that smaller there. Says it all. You're the you're the good person I aspire to be. Nah, stop it. But Joe, like Joe and I can be dicks. Oh, I, mean, yeah, I can yeah. be a real fucking <laughs> douchebag. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, that big so anyway, that but you can't be that. You 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 can try all you want, but you can't be that. Yes, I'm a big softy. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, all right. All right. One so, more. Uh, one more. Yeah, one so more. on the tale of how uh, Star Wars heavy this uh, series of episodes was, 
We close it out with the movie Fanboys. Han Solo is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean uh, Picard's son is a bitch. Yeah, that's it's true. It's the same character. That's true. Which we, I love, we prefer by to go way. by Trekkers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Fanboys was, you know, it's one of those movies that was like super low budget, flew under the radar. But if you're a fan of Star Wars or even Star Trek or just sci-fi in general, it's it's a fun watch. Yeah. Uh, Doug, you gave it a 3.6. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll start off right up front and I'm not going to change that. I remember that I think I was angry because of what that movie could have been. What, mm-hmm. And it's not even me thinking, what could it have been? It's me reading what the fucking movie actually was and the studio chopped the shit out of it. That's what got me angry with that. And I think that's why I gave it a 3.6 and not any higher because they they cut its balls off it yeah. had balls and they cut them off and it pissed me off the studio they fucked <laughs> it up um so yeah all that said just to wrap it up 3.6 it's staying right there you can't yeah. go lower but it's not going higher because the thing is like if you if you're writing a story about what star wars means to people and it means a lot to people it means a lot to me means a lot to doug um you really tap into that it's powerful really powerful yes. And they kind of sort of did that in this movie with, you know, like the main plot, if you haven't seen it, is about a, a guy who's sick, he's terminal, and they want to, you know, do this grand gesture for him and sneak into, um, you know, Lucas's top secret facility and show him one of the prequel movies before it comes out. Phantom Menace. Yeah. What if it um, sucks? <laughs> what if it sucks? Spoiler alert. Um <laughs> If they would have leaned into more of the heart and less of the yes. jokey jokey and with this one. that was the original plan. That yeah. was the original script. It would have been Just a better to lean into movie. the heart. Yeah. But they, they went, went jokey the jokey and, and, and a lot of a lot of unfunny gags and yep. brought it down a little bit. So I gave it a 3.9 because it's still a movie about Star Wars and it was fun, but it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm willing to drop it a little bit. It's not... It's not flirting with a four in reality. It's more like a like a three point six. Okay. All right, Joe, you hosted this one. Well, if you've ever wondered what Kristen Bell looks like with dark hair, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. Also, you got Jay Baruchel and Dan Fogel. I mean, like I I, I enjoy. Oh, you mean Jack Black light? I'm sorry. <laughs> Jack Black. Yeah, I don't know he's that light, <laughs> but uh. Jack Black wannabe. Yeah, which which really threw me off is when I saw him in the fucking Fantastic Beast movies and didn't recognize him for like a whole movie. Well, that's the thing. That's so that's back when he was Jack Black Light, but he's become an actually great actor. Yeah, I mean, I love him in movies such as Balls of Fury. <laughs> oh god, I don't know. I'm a big fan of. Fo- I'm a Fogel fan. Not I don't Jared, dislike that movie. I don't dislike that movie, but you I wonder know, if he's related Christopher to Walken, Jared. He could be in anything, and I love it. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I love a movie that has Star Trek fans fighting Star Wars fans. Also, like I feel like they did a very good job of showing what these people would actually be like in real life. These they they seem like real nerds. They don't. It doesn't seem like put on. Like like this is yes. the arguments they'd have. This is how they talk. These are the things they'd mm-hmm. get into. Like it seemed very realistic. And it, even though it was unrealistic in a lot of the things that were going on, it also seemed very realistic in in the way that they talked to each other. That's a good point. Um, and because of that, I don't know, it just reminds me of they have the nerd van, they're driving across country. William Shatner has this cameo in this movie. Um, <laughs> I love the characters, two two characters that Seth Rogen plays, by the way, also. Yes. Um, I don't know. I just I just really enjoyed this movie. Um, I, I, I think I put a 4.3. I'm probably just going to stick with that. I don't think it needs to go okay. any higher than that, but I don't want to lower it from that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So I, right. think we, I think we did a pretty nice course correction there on those. I think oh, so. I agree. I agree. I think we had some things fixed where they should have been in the first place. Yep. There you go. Well, uh, this was fun to do. I think we're oh, going to continue to do this. Definitely. Um, you know, pepper these out throughout our releases. So look forward to the next batch where we uh, look at movies like uh, Almost Famous, Raiders of the Lost Ark, fucking Jurassic Park. I mean, my God. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have a bone to pick up. with Doug when we get to Jurassic Park. 
a bone to pick with the, I mean, he gave what it a high. Bone? I gave it a 4.7. Dinosaur bone. I think you're talking about my subsequent Jaws rating. I think that's what I, I think those we really talking about. I think about. that's yeah. what we're talking about, Joe. So when we get the Jaws, I understand the bone you have to pick with me. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what you gave. Did you give like a really high score or something? Yeah, you did. No, Whoa. no, no. Was, I gave Jurassic Park a 4.7, but I couldn't. I oh, gave I think Jaws that was, that was part of my argument was like, how the fuck did you less, put this in the same score as Jurassic Park? Right. I couldn't give it less than Jurassic Park because Jaws meant so much to me. Now, Grant, all right, we, we, you know, we're saving that. We are not yeah, having this discussion yeah, yeah. right now. This can. is because this might be an episode unto itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All so right. Stay well, tuned uh, for that, folks. Yeah, we got, we got to get the fuck out of here. We got one thing left to do. Lights. Well, I think we got some oh, people to thank. Oh, fuck yeah. We got to thank our Patreons. Oh, we didn't thank them last episode. No, so this is sort of a connection, no. but we got to quickly <laughs> thank them. We want to thank our Patreon members. They give us money every month, and we are beside ourselves trying to figure out why, but we don't question it because they do, and we love them for it. So we're going to read their names. We've got Hannah Christ, Peter Bianco, from the Tone Jerks, the Second Button Podcast, and the author else podcast, Mr. Brian Gower. Our co-host from the Just Surprising Podcast and the Sharing Maps Podcast, Will Lehu. He was mentioned in this in this episode, or the last episode of one of the episodes. Will, I don't give a fuck. Um, from the Single Path Podcast, the Texas State Poggle Champs Podcast, and the Texas Size 10-4 Podcast, Mr. Tony DeGraw. Then we, next we've got from the great state of Tennessee, Mr. Michael McVeigh. Mr. Adam Al-Syed. Michael Van Zandt, and last but definitely not least, you, G. Rection. Thank you, Mr. Rection. Absolutely. And also, uh, hold on, soundboard. What was I looking for? I wasn't ready for Mo yet. You know what I was going to do? Your daughter's clip? Your daughter. Visit patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U to support the show, you cheapskate. Buck a month, just one, one dollar. Exactly. Mo, mo, mo. We'd also like to thank Spose. <laughs> Spo- Jesus Spo- fucking Christ. Spose, Sponsor. Spose monster. Uh, Mo DeWitt. Just call Mo.com. Mo DeWitt Law Firm. If you are injured on the go, just call Mo. If you have legal questions, just call Mo. Um, handles injuries, slip and falls, car accidents. Uh, you know. Anything, anything and everything. Just call Mo. Also check out his website, justcallmo.com. He has free and cheap merchandise available. Stuff that you don't typically see from attorneys, man. He's a he's a man of the people. He's always giving stuff away, and it's good shit, too. Like, I've gotten free stuff from Mo that had no business being free. It's like uh, silky smooth pajama pants. Yeah. <laughs> he's got those. Like, why? I don't know what he does. <laughs> doesn't matter why. Doesn't matter why. Yeah, exactly. Why is not factored into this. He's a good dude. He is a supporter of uh, local artists and podcasters, and we thank him. Yes, we do. That said, there's one thing left to do. Lights. Did that, did that come through? Lights? No, it didn't. <laughs> I think we were just perplexed at, like, what... Okay. Why is it so spooky? What is what's happening? Spooky. I don't know. He went with it. I went with it. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> Camera. <laughs> Han Solo's a bitch. <laughs> Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm Lavar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> Are you, though? Listen, guys, we, we need your help. Uh, to help keep the lights on, as they say, uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch uh depending on the tier that you sign up for oh we got all the tiers oh yeah you can either be a friend of the show a friend with benefits we just we could start to get serious or you could just put a ring on it already yeah 
And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know, we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe for anything right. picks. Yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that, on that number one tier. And all with right. that... You even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout-out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.